0: Hey guys, Chad here. Just before we start the show, I wanted to remind everybody I'm going to be in Boise, Idaho this weekend, Friday and Saturday, two shows each night. Then I'm going to be in Tempe. Then I'm going to be in Denver. Then I'm going to be all over the place. You should come see a show. It's going to be very fun. Check out my website, chaddaniels.com tour for all my dates. And of course, December 3rd, I will be in Madison at the Orpheum Theater filming my special might have a cool announcement with that. But for now, just letting you know filming a special if you can get there, man, I would appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen.
1: Good morning, Chad. It turns out America does not have talent. <laughs> oh, wow. I can see it in your eyes. You are hot
0: about something.
1: I appreciate. You know what I'm hot about. I appreciate everyone's votes. Uh, Mikey Winfield did not win, and I'm not upset about that. That's how contests go. I'm proud of our friend Mike. Yeah, of course. And I think, I think as a comedian, it's a
0: blessing because... There's going to be better ticket sales, and he's not stuck in Las Vegas.
1: Some Lebanese group Uh of dancers (laughs) won America's Got Talent, which is judged by, as you've mentioned before, a bunch of people who are not from America. What are we doing, Chad? Is this how people become country music diehard fans? Like, what is you want you want me to believe? That America's got talent, and you keep shipping our contests overseas? <laughs> America does not have talent. Start a new show, Simon Cowell, you fucking liar. I don't watch the show. You got that Hold on now, hold works? on
0: now, hold on now. You got yourself a Canadian, a German, a Colombian, and a Brit trying to tell me what's going on, what's talented about America, and you're going to bring these Lebanese dancers over here? Who 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 are you? Qaddafi? You run a Qaddafi country?
1: What's well, this? Qaddafi got talent? Hell no, brother. So I'm just let me well let me tell you. So I made the mistake of watching the final. I didn't just vote. I was like, I love my friend. I'm gonna watch the final. Yeah. And yep. I think the America's Got Talent final should be 20 minutes long. Now I'm not a big AGT head, so I okay. know I'm wrong about that. If you've emotionally invested in the entire season. You want to see the big finale and they, every performer that was in the contest gets to perform with like a celebrity or somebody who used to be in the contest. Right. But it is an hour and 40 minutes before they narrow it down to five. <laughs> right. And then they narrow it down and they did like, <laughs> I do love they had like, cause there's a magician. So they bring in magicians of the past. Yeah. And, you know me. I'm a, I love magic. I love it so much. and I do, too. There's, but there's two types of magic reactions, and I'm not talking about from the crowd. I mean from the magicians. You have the classic magician shock and awe, right? Mm. This is an empty hat, and here comes a bunny, and the magician's eyes are, can you believe it? There was a bunny in there! It's, <laughs> yeah. I can't
0: believe my own magic!
1: It's classic card trick magician reaction and that's my go-to i think that's fun but there's this new group of illusionists the chris angel these guys right chris Angel. i don't know if that guy's still around but the david blaines the hey watch me throw some cards at glass and the cards stick
0: yeah and can i tell you something yeah. you don't know if chris angel's around and you never will dude you never
1: will and I love I love street magic because I love human reactions. You know, it's like watching people react to street magic is only second to watching people react to a dunk at like a street ball game. You know, yeah. oh, where, yeah, where the score's like five, three and somebody dunks and the game's just over because everybody's running around and high fiving <laughs> and celebrating.
0: Right. It's like it's like when the band comes on the field and they're still trying to run the last punt back. Speaking of street magic and reactions, if listeners, if you have never seen Brent Weinbach's mm-hmm. uh, Mind Freak, please look that up. For the love of all that is holy, please look it up. It's so good.
1: It's good. It's not good enough to win America's Got Talent because he was born in this don't country. Watch, and
0: and don't watch it at work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure there's been a lot of Americans to win. It's just the year I watch. It doesn't happen, and I ain't here for it, Chad. So
0: I, when I when I went to Hong Kong, um, the person that was coming next took second place. A comedian took second place in America's Got Talent, but the, the first place winners were a dog act. So what it said on the buses around Hong Kong was coming to Hong Kong. America's Got Talent, first place human. That's what it said. That was the advertising. It was like, if you're into humans, you're going to love this guy because he was the first place human. It was so good.
1: The second, but the street magicians, to go back to street magicians. Yeah. They do this thing, and they had one on AGT that night, where as they're performing their magic, they look like they have to summon energy to like – in order to pull this nail through my hand, it takes all my energy, you know, like, like you've sucked your soul out of your body and you're exhausted ever afterwards. So there's this like painful leakage look on the magician's face. Like, uh oh, clearly this is magic. Look at how I'm groaning. Ah. And uh, so there was, I had to watch yeah. a magician do that. And then then they brought out the ventriloquists. And one of them was a man named Terry Fader. Are you familiar? Uh huh. Absolutely. I think
0: he, did he win America's Got Talent? I
1: believe he must have won America's Got Talent. And I learned he was an America's Got Talent alumni that night. Now, I'd known who Terry Fader was for quite some time because I grew up in a town with a Walmart. And... Yeah. He is big in the Walmart hard copy DVD section. And <laughs> yeah, he sure is. Now it makes sense that he is like that he won America's Got Talent. Because back then I was like, Walmart needs its own Jeff Dunham. Like Jeff Dunham wasn't Walmart enough E for Walmart. You had to, you know, you had to have your own popular Walmart. Ish venture because you know, some things just work better at Walmart. I remember when Garth Brooks was like, I've signed an exclusive deal to sell physical copies of CDs with Walmart. You're like, That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Garth. I don't, I don't think Garth should be putting out albums at Target. Yeah, you just see people
0: that are carrying, they're like, uh, You go to their house and they go, "Uh, Hey, do you want to watch a Jeff Dunham DVD? And it's like, "What, What do you think? I'm fucking rich. Put on Terry Fader, man. <laughs> I,
1: think, I think they should only sell... Uh, I think as the stores go down, we need decreasing ventriloquists. And so if we could like at, <laughs> you know, at Ace Hardware, they have their own ventriloquist uh, collection. I think that would be really great.
0: And it's just, it's just a guy using the PA system at an Ace Hardware <laughs> to throw his voice.
1: Yeah, the dummy sits on a stool out front, not on anybody's lap. And there's a guy in back right. like, come on in. We got great deals. You're like, I don't think this is an act at all. This is just a sales pitch.
0: <laughs> and little kids are like, but mommy, the the doll's mouth isn't moving. And you just hear the guy go, yeah, the dummy's also a ventriloquist, you stupid fucking kid.
1: <laughs> so they the ventriloquist sang a song because apparently it's not enough. To pretend you're a doll and so (laughs) (laughs) you seem thrilled about this and i'm i'm listen i love it it was so great it was the highlight of the night because terry fader is a good ventriloquist but even though his lips weren't moving he was doing the physicality of singing he was like pumping his chest and turning his oh, face sure. and taking deep breaths so he could hit notes. Sick, like, Terry, just fucking sing, man. You can't take a deep <laughs> breath and, like, shift your shoulders and project a song all while doing your best to not open your lips more than a centimeter. It was fucking outrageous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh if if you've listened to this show for a while you know i'm not a big ventriloquist guy because i don't think it's just not entertaining to me because the whole time i i'm thinking well it's just that it's just that person that's saying all these horrific fucking things
1: i think if i was a ventriloquist and i've been thinking about this a lot since i watched terry kill it on the agt final i think my ventriloquist dummies, and I need you to go with me on this. One of them would be morbidly obese. Okay. I'm talking like my 600 pound life on TLC overweight. Cause I've never seen that before. Never seen a. I pay my
0: bills. My bills are paid.
1: And then the other dummy is a life coach slash athletic trainer, and I just put one on each knee, and they fucking hate each other. <laughs> It's not even comedy. They just fucking despise each other and pick at each other and argue. And I think for the My 600 Hundred Pound Life one, and I think this is a good, like, this is good branding. You know, you got your dummy case. Yep. So the trainer comes out of, like, I have a little case on stage that looks like an Anytime Fitness. And mm-hmm. the My 600 Hundred Pound Life person, you have to lift the <laughs> roof off, and I pull them out with a mini crane and then I set each of them <laughs> on each knee, and they just roast roast each other for an hour.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really like that crane thing. That is very funny.
1: I think the and I, I I think you need three. I think you need three, and so I the third one is probably just, you know, I think I want a because you know Dunham's got what's his name Ahmed the the ghost terrorist, what's the horrible thing he does? Something
0: like that, I think so. It's something like that.
1: I want it to be that guy's brother. I want that guy's brother. And my act is just that guy talking shit about Dunham's puppet. So the first hour is this uncomfortable conversation between a guy who thinks he can change someone and someone who believes the guy who's trying to change them doesn't understand them. And then they just get nitpicky like an angry couple. And then to close it out, it's 30 minutes about a uh, of a ghost terrorist talking shit about a different ghost terrorist puppet.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, I don't know if you're going to sell out,
1: but I'll buy a ticket. i tell you what, I will sell out right now, brother. <laughs> you want that puppet to Yeah, you want that first puppet to lose weight? Come on, you you give me enough money, it's just me on AGT and oh my gosh. Oh, Chad, that wins AGT. If you have what if through each round the trainer puppet changes the six hundred pound life's puppet and by the finals the six hundred pound life puppet is like Two hundred and twenty pounds and going for a jog past Heidi and and Simon.
0: So what you're saying you're combining AGT and the Biggest Loser?
1: Yeah, and to be style? to be I the biggest like winner. That. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a Biggest Loser slant on ventriloquism to be the biggest winner of AGT and bring the title back to the land of Toby Keith. <laughs> bring hey. That's my that's my big thing for this year. Let's bring the AGT title back to the land of trucks and fucks and stop sending it off like we do with all our jabs yes. to the overseas. You know, who's gonna win AGT next, Chad? Robot, you gonna automate AGT? I am sick of this shit. Bring <laughs> AGT home. That doesn't have a good ring to it. Bring AGT well, bring the, home. Well, bring the title
0: home. I mean, bring the title home, and then you could just have uh, in parentheses like AGT.
1: Okay, yeah, that works.
0: I like that. I would like if I if I were a ventriloquist, I would just have something so absurd, like a, like a like a puppet size foaming hand soap pump, <laughs> because my whole my whole idea behind that is I just want to send people to therapy, where they're sure. in therapy and just you know. Like my fucking parents, they they were laughing at a, at a hand soap pump. I, I want it to be so, so absurd and just be like, why, why? It's just a man who doesn't move his lips. I want them to be so furious with their stupid fucking family for laughing at something so dumb. I think it's so dumb. I mean, we know my history with Jeff Dunham and we know how I feel about puppets and not saying what you want to say, you know?
1: Well, I was sitting at home with my wife, trying to celebrate the USA, when I turned on my television and heard what these foreign judges had to say. They said the Lebanese dance troupe wins, and the Americans lose again. I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) I was not about to interrupt you. I was going
0: to let you sing a 30-minute song. (laughs) That's so wonderful.
1: Uh, Speaking of winners, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but you just spent a few days in my home. I did. In Cincinnati. I did. It was very nice. We had an academic, excuse me, not an academic. We had an athletic decathlon by proxy where the youngest and healthiest member of my family, Madonna scale Ethan at 29, almost 29 years of age, competed against you and yeah in an athletic competition yep a series of athletic a series of athletic competitions that led to an overall title and six events
0: six events we were gonna it's a decathlon but we only got to six events
1: and ethan got trounced you are the champion i'd like to congratulate you on air Thank uh you are you. the champion my thank friend. you
0: very much he did uh he did beat me in one event out of the six and it's the only one i cared about which i feel that and the, also makes me happy yeah also the only one that was handicapped sure yeah so so he needed uh he needed his handicap to uh to beat me but that's not important the important thing is is that we all had fun and um there were some moments that brought us great joy, you know, e- even though it was uh, like, for example, I hit uh, I hit a couple shots from the opposite three point line of a basketball court. Big moments. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I, I think that brought us just uh, just joy to see them go in, even though they were helping me. But, I, I you know, I saw. you're
1: just you have a carnival skill and body. You scissor kick. <laughs> you scissor kick you flick, you flop, but there's a rhythm to it. It's a guy who has been traveling around this country with a bunch of people who sew their own clothes, but has no yeah, choice but definitely. to be excellent at these things and you're excellent at them. And I'm not going to sit here Thank and you. pretend you're not excellent at them. Thank you.
0: You know what I'm you know what I'm not excellent at? Let's let's get to this. Is talking with customer service because fuck you. Okay. First of all, let's go through what has happened to me. I rented a car through Travelocity, and not allegedly, by the way. Come at me, bitch, with your fucking traveling gnome. This is under the umbrella of Expedia, right? Travelocity is under the umbrella of Expedia. So I'm telling you guys, please don't deal with these companies. I know we have ads on this show. This is an anti-ad, and I I feel comfortable saying this because all of it's true.
1: Hey guys, before we start the show today, a quick word from our not sponsor, Travelocity and Expedia. And 60 car Rental. So here's the
0: thing. I rented a car at 60, they're the only place that had cars in Atlanta at the airport. So I rented through Travelocity and for the first time ever, ever, ever while renting a car, I was told I had to prepay. So I prepaid for it to make, I know, to make sure I would have the car. I get to Atlanta to sign in and get my car. And they're like, we don't have any cars. And I go, okay, if you could just give me my money back, that would be awesome. And they said, well, I can't because you made this reservation through Travelocity. So I called Travelocity and they said, well, 60 isn't giving us the money back so we can't give you them. It's It's the classic trope of you know, you're, Hey, you want some money? Go ask your father. And then you go, dad, can I have some money? Go ask your mother. Yeah. It's that shit, right? It is uh, plausible deniability on both counts. Sure. They, they have fashioned a business agreement to fuck so people. they can take, so they can steal your money mm-hmm. and then they can go. It's the other person. It's the other company. And so I have been going and, you know, I get these messages, I put this out on Twitter and I get these messages that are saying things like, uh, hey, DM us and, and we'll take care of this no That's problem. That's such
1: bullshit. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. I've gotten no, no, these messages and they never, they do it so they can save public face and then they never right. accurately fucking help you.
0: Right. So what I've just said is we can bring this to the private sector once the money's back on my card. Now... What I learned through my cousin, Sean, thank goodness, is that uh, we went out to dinner in Arlington and he goes, well, just call your credit card company and dispute the charge and they will they can take care of it. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't even know that. That's a good idea. So I'm going to do that after the show. We'll find out how that works. Also, the internet in my office, if you know, you know that I have not recorded a podcast in my office for, I mean, maybe eight months, yep. because the internet does not support a fucking Zoom meeting, even though they said, well, you have upload speeds of this and download speeds of this. Hey guys, you got upload speeds of this and download speeds of this. And then you don't, because when you run the test, the test just says, upload speed, fuck you. <laughs> and so so I had to call them because my my credit card expired, the one that was on my auto bill pay, which is kind of great. Yeah. So I just let it run. And then they would call me and they'd go, hey, your credit card's expired. And I go, your internet sucks. So here we are. I don't know what to tell you. Because I can't use it for anything besides maybe sending emails. But guess what? I can do that on my phone, which has uh, service. So that's all I really need. Sure. And, And so, you know, we're going back and forth on this. So I call them today. Because they are threatening to go to a collection agency and all I want is for that. They go, we really want you to pay. And I go, I really want my internet to work how you told me it would work. And they said, well, maybe you need to plug in your computer. And I go, you want me to hardwire my laptop so your fucking internet works? Thank you, no thank you. Right? And so today I'm, I'm having this argument with this woman about how bad their internet sucks and she says, what's your account number? And so I give her my account number. And then there's like two minutes of silence. And she finally goes, yeah, sorry. It's, uh, it's just taking a while. And I go, yeah, because you're on your fucking internet. Of course it's taking a while. It won't even accept a, an account number from your company. Because it's so fucking slow. You guys should be called fucking pinwheel because that's the only thing that happens when you try to do something with your internet. It just sits and fuck There's a little, you know, one of those timers, those minute timers that just spins in a circle. Oh my God. So then after that...
1: Oh, are we going three for three
0: here? Dude, so I get a letter as you... There was a tornado at the lake, right? Yeah, I remember. Huge winds. And so I get this other letter and I open that and it says... Hey, just so you know, uh, we can't give you any money for your fucked up doc.
1: Yeah. I just, I I have to point out how funny it is that it's like these customer service interactions are coming at you from every possible communication angle. One of them is in person at a counter, a service counter. The second one is a phone call. This one's a letter. I'm assuming when you walk outside a carrier pigeon... Will bring you a debt Dude, collection as you get in your car.
0: But guess what else it's gonna do? Before it hands it off, it's gonna circle and shit right on me, because I'm. T- it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And here's the thing, right? I get to. So when I'm in Atlanta, I'm I'm like talking to this guy, and I go, just so you know, I'm not mad at you, yeah. right? You're not the you're not the company person. So I want to be clear, I'm not mad at you, because I'm thinking to myself, right? I always wish I had more patience for shit like this, right? I sit there and I go, man, I wish I had more patience. And then when I am given an opportunity to learn patience, it drives me crazy. Right. So, so I'm like, Hey man, Hey Chad, this is an opportunity for you to learn patience. So just be patient and see how it works. And then the internet person. And it's like, Hey Chad, this is an opportunity for you to learn patience, and then the insurance, like, we can't cover your dock. And I'm like, fuck patience! Fuck you, patience. I'm like screaming. So that's what happened. Well, they tell me that you can't they can't pay for my dock because it was wave related, and somehow waves don't count. <laughs> and so I was like on the dock. These, that these goes sections? In the water. Yes. These sections of dock were up by my cabin. So if a wave did that i mean please show me how there was not a tsunami here a wave did not push it that was wind related and it was all fucked up and bent because it hit a tree and it was like up against other things and so i called my buddy that i go through uh my insurance my high school buddy and uh, like actually childhood buddy so I call and I leave a message and I can tell I'm kind of like being a little bit of a dick because I just found all this out. And I'm like, hey, man, this happened and this happened and I need some money for this and I think we should get some money. And I hang up the phone and then he calls me back and this dude has been working in insurance. I mean, he's been around the insurance world forever. Sure. So he just goes and so calmly, he's just like, all right, Chad. Run through the story for me one more time. All right, I'm writing it down. Okay, I have all the facts. I'm going to email this thing. And I just all of a sudden am back to level. I just needed one person to be reasonable. Just one through this whole thing. I needed one person to go, you know what? You pay. You pay for this service. And I'm the service person. So I'm going to help you. That's all I needed was one. And it happened to be old school.
1: My favorite part of that story is when uh, you had to try to be your own dad. And I love the idea of at, uh, what, 50, 52, 53 years of age. Uh, Me? Oh, that's fucked up, dude. I love the idea. You cut cut deeply. I love the idea of you at this extended age being like, (laughs) Chad, Chad, this is your father speaking, Chad and I think this is a great opportunity to practice patience. I love that. I think that's very, it's you've really, you've really evolved. I, it's think of evolution as, evolution is essentially, you know, things keep crawling Not This is a very bad explanation that somebody's gonna get mad at me it for. It sure but like, is. Uh, frog monkeys keep crawling on to land and they they starve to death from air suffocation But pretty soon, one of them goes, multiple generations goes, "Uh uh-uh, they born me with lungs. And now one of them uh, lizard uh, people is on the land. And pretty soon, then you have them standing up because of evolution. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's, you need a survivable trait. And I love the evolutionary fact, you know, like, had you abandoned Isaac, which thankfully you did not, but had you abandoned Isaac, right. and then Isaac abandoned his his son, you know, do you at that point have a baby who can father itself and parent and raise itself from a very young age? Is you? No, I took that. I did that. Is you being a father and doing a good job of it? Have you interrupted a parental evolutionary movement that allows children to raise themselves? <laughs>
0: Somewhere, Jeff Goldblum just said, "Nature finds a way." Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I listen. I try my hardest to do shit like that, right? I get myself yeah. psyched up. I say, "You can't, you can't ask to be more patient or learn patience, and then when you have an opportunity to learn it, get pissed off about it." So that's what I've been trying to do. But here's the thing. You want to talk evolutionary chart? It goes monkey and then kind of monkey and then bent over person and then man with a briefcase. But here's the problem. It doesn't go back the same speed. Because when I devolve, I go from man with briefcase to right to fucking monkey. Yeah. I go that quickly.
1: Yeah, you go Chad monkey very fast. It,
0: It doesn't take long. And I just... It fucking infuriates me. It's like, just, just do what you say you're going to do. I don't think that's that hard. If you, if you, if I give you money for a car, have a car. But if you don't, because I understand circumstances, if you don't have a car, then give me back my fucking money. (laughs) Where is my fucking money? Uh, the, don't splash the pop. That's from Rounders. But the point is, it's like, man, just do what you say you're going to do. I don't think it's that hard.
1: That voice reminds me. I've been watching the Oscar Pistorius documentary.
0: Oh, I, I thought you were going to say it reminded you of the uh, AGT. All every, the c- every winner, every judge.
1: <laughs> Listen here. No Americans will get through to finals. I... Uh, <laughs> What a a small sample size to cast such a large judgment. Cy, the guy who entered the America's Got Talent viewership realm, I don't know, three episodes ago, watched watched six total minutes of the first two episodes he watched and then watched a two-hour finale and now has a real bone to pick with the entire infrastructure of one of America's most popular programs uh, about sure. foreign judges who pick foreign winners. So I've been watching this Oscar Pistorius documentary, and I don't, I don't know, it's fun because I remember when that happened, but I paid so little attention that I'm not even through it. I don't even know if Let's
0: let's explain let's explain who this is.
1: Yeah, and I and I'm saying this to you because I don't want you to spoiler okay. alert me because I don't remember if he's guilty or if he's innocent or any of that stuff. I've still got an episode to go. So, okay. Then, so, then
0: I won't I won't I won't tell you about that.
1: So he was a he he's a South African sprinter who had his legs amputated at 11 months and grew up I, with fake legs. And then he got... And then the- his,
0: legs, his legs were fine. He just didn't follow apartheid rules of South Africa. So he cut his legs off. So he... Not accurate.
1: <laughs> all right. Nah, and, I'm making and, things up. And so he had these... You know, he had the running blades. And he became the top para Olympics athlete in the world. One of the top, if not the top of all time. And right. then he tried to challenge to become an Olympian. And he becomes an Olympian. And then... He shoots his girlfriend in the middle of the night through a bathroom door, says it was an intruder. The policia say it was a murder. And the documentary covers that as well as his journey as an athlete. And yeah. I find the journey as an athlete more interesting because they cover when he tries to go from being a para Olympic athlete to being mm-hmm. an Olympic athlete. And yeah. there's this group called the IAAF, and they do not think he should run. They think right. they think having blade legs makes you uh, gives you an unfair advantage. And my initial reaction to that is, I mean, maybe, but also he doesn't have legs so yeah it's
0: like why don't you try to walk on these fucking things just walk on them without bouncing into a tree and we will see what you think later i mean these are the same kind of people that go the little mermaid isn't black she's never been black it's the same group of people that are by the way and just an aside here if you're upset that the little mermaid is black wait till you find out that her stunt double is the trans woman that won all those medals in college. Oh, you're not going to like that. You're not going to like that at all.
1: The uh, second verse of the song. Well, now they're trying to tell me that Ariel ain't white. Next thing you know, Leah Michelle will be swimming through the night. I don't even know what. I lost country in the middle of that one. That's a whole another conversation that I refuse to have because there has to be some nuance. I, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I don't want to. I'm going to go back to my original story. So sure. the, the IAAF doesn't want him to run because they think the blades give an unfair advantage and the documentary covers this whole, like they set him up with this specific, Scientists for testing, and the scientist says, "No, the man without legs is cheating," and uh, and then the American <laughs> lawyers get involved, and they're like, "No, let's go to other real scientists," and the other scientists are like, "It's a little bit of an advantage, but you know, no legs, so win some, lose some?" question mark And yeah. there's this great, you know me, I fucking love a slippery slope argument I, I do i know you i love it i love the guy's like well you let a man marry a man next thing you know you're going to have people proposing to their cats and dogs <laughs> fuck yes give me that <laughs> give me that in in spades all day long i want these yep. ridiculous slippery slope arguments and this documentary has a fucking all-timer Chad it has a Uh, it has a run around the room and high five people like we just saw a dunk at Rucker Park slippery slope argument (laughs) now these guys you know because because all the Olympic uh oversight committees are so full of integrity right so that is absolutely
0: without question they've never uh they've never done anything for personal gain And every decision that's ever been made is strictly about facts and logistics.
1: So they're sitting there making this whole argument about like, we can't, you know, the integrity of races and this fucking guy. And he's speaking, you know, he's speaking in Italian. I assume he'll be a judge on AGT next year. And he... So I'm going to probably do an offensive accent here that's not accurate at all because I'm not going to speak the Italian, but here's... It's-a me, Mario! Hi, ah, it's-a me, a Wario! I am now around the IAAF! Throw a turtle shell! Who is that guy? And uh, No idea. It wasn't even Italian. It was just high-pitched. The <laughs> Wario landed like, it's-a me, a Wario! And then everything else was just very, you know, guy who makes <laughs> balloon animals. And so... Uh, here's his thing. He goes, "Well, you know, if you let the uh, if you let them Oscar Pistorius race, then the next thing you know, what is going to stop people from amputating their legs to set a world record? Gold oh, medal. That's awesome. Slippery slope. Gold medal. Let this guy be in charge of every 24-hour news network in America, because I don't know, yeah. maybe." Not having fucking legs. I like, I know a gold medal is cool, but have you ever stumped your way around your house to go hug your girlfriend's waist? Like (laughs) you're not going to get a
0: lot of people going, Hey doc, listen, I don't know what it is about when I leave work, but every single time I walk out of the door for work, I only have seven seconds on the little crosswalk timer. And it's like, now I got to wait for a whole nother red light. I need to get across the street in seven seconds. And these goddamn legs aren't going to do the trick. Cut them off and give me blades.
1: (laughs) And just if you were to to walk down that logic, it's so fun and funny because it it means one of a couple of things, I think. And there's probably some other scenarios that I haven't parsed out, but either you have an athlete who's good, right? Right. You know, top of his field, the, the Barry Bonds, the Lance Armstrongs, guys who are good, but it's not enough. You know, yes. Lance, Lance needs to win all these Tour de Frances. Barry Bonds needs to be the greatest home run champion of all time. And they'll, they'll stop at nothing. Well, in this scenario, the Olympic sprinting scenario, that nothing would be a man who is already very famous, amputating both of his legs, yeah, putting on fake legs to hopefully set a world record, and then living the next 50 to 80 years without 40 to 60% of his legs. And I don't know, yeah. on top of the fact that you'd have to have to come up with a reason, you can't just be like, guys, I amputated my legs because I am serious about the gold. I don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, it's not a lot of Olympic sprinters uh, that have a sugar addiction and gets them into deep diabetes type 2. Right. So I don't see that being an excuse. And also, it's like, you're also kind of fuck too if you do that, because you're like, well, I want to break this record. And um, I was going to inject some steroids into my body, but I bent the needle on my new legs. <laughs> so I ha- now I have to put it in my arm because the needle doesn't go in my metal blade legs.
1: Now, the other scenario is somebody who's not even on the Olympic map. You know, they're a pretty good sprinter, but they can't sniff the team. You know, they they can't quite get there. And that person is willing to risk their legs for the rest of their life in the hopes that not only will the legs make them faster, but like Oscar Pistorius and these Paralympic athletes, they've spent their whole life without the legs, so they've gotten used to these things. If you're like, guys, the Olympics are in eight months, somebody hack my (laughs) legs off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's more like, hey, guys,
0: I'll be back in 20 years when I figure out how to fucking stand up with these things.
1: Now, the one scenario where I do think it'll happen is sports dads are fucking psychos.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I know. If we're But if we're straight talking about sprinters, if you're in there and you get your legs cut off, It's like, you know what, while I'm out, can you take my arms too? I'm looking to be real aerodynamic. Just take my arms and I'm going to run through like a fucking arrow with my, my arms are just getting in the way and causing drag.
1: Take them off. There's enough shitty sports dads that watch their son throw a football and they're like, well, he clearly doesn't have the stuff to be a quarterback.
0: It was one of them. Ethan's dad. Okay.
1: I suppose we could uh, chop his legs off and see if that helps him set a world (laughs) sprinting record.
0: There are. I mean, listen, and if there are people saying "A, a parent would never do that, go to a youth sports game and then check yourself.
1: There are parents who will amputate kids legs at halftime if they think it gets them on a college scouts radar.
0: I saw a parent, I saw a dad get kicked out of a, a squirt hockey game, which is very young kids.
1: Yeah, it's the word Got squirt. kicked out of
0: a, a squirt hockey game for talking shit to a player, to a, an opposing team player. A man, a grown fucking man, went and intimidated a young child. That is insane. And security was like, ah, uh, hey, bitch, you gone.
1: Squirt hockey uh, is also probably a bummer category on a number of websites.
0: Well, I think the squirt hockey team is only really unfortunate if you're playing for a Catholic school. So
1: here's the only he, – I think this is evidence to, to further support to, – to support my feelings about the fake legs – I think men are the most insecure people on the planet, insecure creatures, by ten million miles. And I know th- people Human think men, yeah, because yeah. women have to live up to beauty standards and things that society has created. I think they think there's a lot of insecurity in the female population. I don't even think it touches the male population. So I don't Not see, me, dude. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't get it. But I'm willing to listen to your theory. So I don't think. Like deforming any part of your body is a starter, and if you need any more evidence, there's an article on GQ about these human men. Oh, you know where I'm going, don't you? I read it. These human men who are undergrowing, a, or they're undergrowing. Well, they are undergrowing. Well, they are undergoing. They're
0: undergrown. They're undergrown. They're undergrown they're men.
1: They are undergoing a surgery to grow anywhere from three to six inches here's the catch chad they break your fucking femurs
0: yes and femurs are so just so you know when they're talking about pain the pain scale a 10 is clearly childbirth and a nine
1: they say is a break in the femur it's this there's this is an excerpt from the article and then there's the pain which is relentless ambient The extension of the nails in his legs stretched the nerves and tissues around the bones, especially the thick, meaty muscles like the hamstrings, to almost an excruciating degree. He couldn't walk for months. Barf fucking barf. It's... I mean, it's guys like five, like, I I get to say it because I'm 6'3", but I wouldn't mind being 5'5". I think I'd have less back problems if I was a tiny little fella. But, you know, they they point out in this article that it's like the last, you know, allowed body shaming category, like short guys. Short guys, guys, which you also can't help. And by the way, some people, some things that people get body shamed for, they have a little bit of a say in. Right, you don't have any say in your height, so they—they they are right. It's kind of like the last bastion of making fun of someone's appearance that we have. Give me a straight white five foot one man, and you—you you ain't gonna get in. A, you could no one's canceling you for that shit. You could, you could, he could work at your office, and you could Photoshop pictures of him on different horses as a little jockey, and they'd be like, "That's pretty good team building, Chad." <laughs> Yeah,
0: I this thing,
1: but it's outrageous. It's outrageous. The
0: the the pain sounds awful. Sounds so horrible. I mean, it it is unfortunate when you think about somebody that that they hate themselves that much, or they hate their height that much that they would go through this shit. Now I had my I had my femur cut in half, and then a metal a metal piece pounded into it, and I'm fine because I fight through pain. But for a lot of these guys, it it's not going to be great you know i fight through pain i'm a natural athlete i win but yeah i had to go through
1: that the interesting thing about it is it's all in the femur so you know one of the things they point out in the article is it goes it does make you look kind of weird proportionally and, sure. the, and they this is a direct quote especially when naked and so, you know, I, I'd be really, they, they talk about it in there, but like, if you're getting the surgery, you're like, well, I want to be taller, you know, cause they say tall people make more money. They have this, they have that, you know, it shows all the benefits that, you know, studies have shown are given to people with height, but you know, uh, Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't, but, but my question is how much more money or how tall do you have to be for that to start? Because. I mean, unless you're factoring in NBA contracts, I don't think a 6'2 guy makes more money than a 5'10 guy. So, where does that height thing start? I think
1: they're talking about guys who are below average because 5'9 is the average American height. A lot of these guys are 5'5, 5'4, 5'3, 5'2. I get you.
0: Now, No. Yeah, I-, I mean, and listen, if, if, your, if your femur is long and your calf stays the same, you're going to have a little bit of a centaur build. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like
1: it's almost gonna look like you're you're a hooven creature. Listen to me. If you are going to let these men um lengthen their femurs, what is going to stop you from putting longer and then horse legs on the front? And now you have a centaur. <laughs> Listen to me. The I'm not going to. The Before we go, I know we gotta go, but I do I wanna circle back to it. I do need to tell you exactly what I think about Leah Michelle. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for
0: nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes
1: while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your
0: first order site-wide.